It's Wednesday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. I feel feel obligated to point out the holidays as they come, uh, and there are so many of them. And you are listening to a special installment of LA Podcast. Uh, We are doing a standalone interview today about the ongoing string of federal indictments relating to the LADWP billing scandal, which has really blossomed into something quite unwieldy. We've had a lot of questions from our listeners about this particular scandal, and we haven't covered it in the, uh, the the main Monday show so far. It involves not only LADWP, the, the nation's largest municipally owned utility, but also the city attorney's office. There's been kind of a steady drumbeat of information coming out but we haven't had the ability or opportunity to really contextualize it with you. So we're really happy today to bring you this full-length interview with reporter Justin Klosko. We are talking to Justin, who is a reporter based in LA, who previously worked for the LA Daily Journal, where he was the first reporter really to cover in depth this story and has continued to publish in his own independent newsletter, which is called The Debaser. We're going to link to that for you. All of the updates that are coming out here, Justin has been a fantastic source for information on this story and um, and really like the big picture storylines that are coming out of new filings that we have received from the U.S. Attorney's Office and other sources over the course of the last several years at this point. Justin, it's really a pleasure to have you. How are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Uh, Loving these cloudy LA mornings. It's nice, right? It's a nice nice change um, from the... It's funny, like the doom and gloom in LA is the never-ending sunshine at this point. <laughs> we have. Well, this is a good, maybe a good Groundhog Day episode because it's like, once again, we have a scandal cropping up from the ground of LA and will the politicians see their shadow or go to jail? <laughs> yeah, I don't Punks- know. Punxsutawney, <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil yeah. sees his shadow. It's six more weeks of DWP executives getting <laughs> indicted. Yeah, will Mike, Mike Fear see his shadow on the tenth millionth stop of his uh, mail tour? I don't know. We'll see. So, Justin, um, as as I mentioned, you've been covering this story now for quite a long time. Can you maybe yeah. give our listeners? I, I think we talked about on on our show, which is sort of like a a, a sign of how long this has been going on. Back when the LADWP offices and the city attorney's offices were raided shortly after the uh, the other raids at City Hall surrounding city council member, then at the time, Jose Huizar. Mm-hmm. We talked about this at the time. There was very little understanding of what was going <laughs> on. Um, can you just sort of give yeah. our listeners a background for the initial way in which the public first became aware that the the U.S. Attorney's Office was getting involved here. Yeah, um, so this actually kind of goes back to like seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, when uh, DWP misbilled like something like 50,000 customers. Um, and so that was a big problem uh, and they faced a lot of lawsuits and, uh, you know, to, to kind of give you the, the tweet to start off with, um, uh, to resolve those lawsuits, they basically created a fake lawsuit to uh, dismiss all the claims uh, of all the other ones so they can have a good public relations day and then blame everything on uh, this consulting company, PwC, uh, that helped roll out uh, this billing pro- program that went haywire um, and, you know, out of this attorneys were hired and this one attorney, you know, kind of really, uh, game the system and got all these multi-million dollar no bid contracts. So the FBI raid in 2019, um, was related to, uh, these no bid contracts and whether 
these class of DWP uh, ratepayers were defrauded uh, by the government, by the city attorney's office. Um, so yeah, like the the short end of it is, you know, um, the government kind of two timed uh, ratepayers um, ha- created a fake lawsuit. Um, but there's a lot more to it than that. Well, you mentioned the LADWP, uh, the the original billing scandal, which is now nearly a decade ago, right? In 2013, LADWP updated its billing system, as you said, with the assistance of a, a private contractor, PwC PricewaterhouseCoopers. This is something that Correct. I think, you know, again, like, this was a huge story at the time. And it's the kind of thing where you very likely either were personally affected by it or knew somebody who was, because it was, it was uh-huh. like study story after story of, um, you know, somebody who got charged thousands of dollars for their, their bi-monthly LADWP bill or something like that. It was like tens, tens of thousands of dollars. It was so much, right? Some people got these just ridiculous Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, I've talked to people, yeah, that have gotten, I think Antoine Jones, his bill was like 30K for a couple months only or something like that. Um, <laughs> it, it was absurd. It, it was, you know, it's like, I mean, we're talking about water here, you know, but um, yeah. And ironically, uh, the the whole billing malfunction thing was the result of a prior lawsuit against LADWP where, you know, the lawyers were like, look, like you guys have to get your shit together um, and, and fix this. And, and it just got worse. Um, but yeah, that was like summer 2014, I think, when people, a lot of people were reporting these these huge, huge bills. This was like a major, uh, in 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 the best possible case, this was a major good governance sort of thing. And that's how it was being touted by city officials and LADWP officials saying like, look, we're doing the hard work of, of updating this decades old billing infrastructure and when it's done, it's going to be much better for everyone. And then, um, and then it just sort of collapsed in the most extreme fashion. Um, and that, it's it, it, like you said, so stemming from a previous lawsuit, we were uh, as a city trying to patch up these issues and created something that yeah. was larger and much worse. So, um, it, yeah. what are we finding out now? You you alluded to um, to some of this, and you mentioned uh, Antoine Jones, who was uh, the plaintiff in a class action suit filed against the city. Um, what are we finding out now about how the response to that billing scandal was handled, um, in particular by by the city? So we have a, a class of Angelinos who um, I think that there were actually several classes, right? There were, there were residential customers, there were uh, commercial customers and, and so on that, like, that were handling their cases differently. What was the city doing as far as we can tell from the legal filings and, um, and the allegations to this point to try and contain the fallout from this emerging scandal in the 2010s. Yeah. Um, So one um, kind of stark example came out of uh, the latest uh, indictment, which was the uh, first first member of of city attorney Fear's office, a pretty high up uh, official named Thomas Peters. He's going to plead guilty to uh, paying off, uh, coordinating an extortion uh, for this whistleblower that was going to basically, uh, you know, blow open the city's actions in DWP and this collusive lawsuit um, in which they two-timed uh, ratepayers. And, and uh, what the government w- was saying in its uh, plea agreement um, was that uh, Fears official directed this this lawyer the city hired to litigate all this to pay an $800,000 uh extortion fee to uh keep keep from all this from coming out. Um so that's right off the bat uh that 
pretty, uh, pretty egregious. Um, that wasn't known. I didn't know about that. That, that was brand new. And that just came down in the past few weeks. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, there's just so much, um, that the city, um, was withholding, um, a judge sanctioned, uh, the city, the city, uh, two and a half million dollars um, about a little over a year ago for um, how bad it handled uh, this lawsuit and uh, being forthcoming with information about how it handled it and how it managed these attorneys and what these attorneys did. Um, so it, it, it's just, it, you know, it's just a, a really big mess. I mean, the city knew they had a big PR mess on their hands from from the moment that people were getting misbilled and they wanted to figure out a way to get ahead of that. And, you know, all of this was, all of this is a product of scheming lawyers. Like this is, you know, this is why we're here. Um, the city, city wanted to have a good PR day. Uh, you know, Fear always wanted to be mayor. And, you know, this this Miss Billing case was a chance for him to to really flex his muscles um, and um, kind of show uh, you know all the goodwill that he could put forward in um, defending ratepayers. Um, but uh, you know, as we've seen, it's just be- it's just become uh, just a monster, just a, a total suckhole of a mess. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's been five years that at least I've been covering it, um, kind of when it was just a regular, you know, lawsuit. Um, I, I could walk you guys through that and just kind of give you more of a linear uh, take on it if you want. I mean, absolutely. I think before we get to like the the blow by blow of what happened, one of the, one of the big mm-hmm. questions that I have, and I think that um, it, it's sort of, it's sort of difficult to, it, it it becomes abstract very quickly. Um, but I, I, I think that one of the things that's important to pin down here early is when we're talking mm-hmm. about the relationship between LADWP, which is a taxpayer-owned utility uh, and, uh, and a subsidiary of the city of Los Angeles, and also the uh, city attorney's office, which is tasked with representing the city in, uh, in, in legal cases that emerge... Um, how this is this is so strange to see these high level executives at the city attorney's office as well as in, in DWP um, now pleading guilty to corrupt practices or 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 various other misuses of their authority. Um, what should the taxpayers have expected from the city attorney's office, like? If we if we were to go back to to 2013 and say like okay the city has made a major error or series of errors um, without even necessarily uh, accepting blame for it maybe you know maybe some portion of it is Price Waterhouse Cooper's fault that this billing rollout went badly maybe some portion of it is the city's fault what should taxpayers have been able to expect from the city attorney's office that that uh, by allegation did not happen here. Like, what would the right way to have gone about handling the fallout have been? Well, I can say, I mean, I get one thing the the city should not have done is uh, give the the ratepayers a uh, a fake lawyer to um, litigate on paper uh, their their claims. Um, basically, and they should not have hired these high-end lawyers who were going to get paid a lot of money, some who did get paid a lot of money, um, who had no experience uh, public utility litigation or uh, uh, IT to to do this. Um, Mike Fuhrer runs the largest uh, public law firm in the country. He could not find lawyers to do this. He had to get some some egghead from, from New York, uh, to to do this case that he didn't even know, um, who basically clowned the whole city. He, I mean, it, it was bad what what this attorney did um, 
Paul Parody, who is going to be a convicted felon soon, who's this attorney in question. But uh, he really took the the city attorney's office for a ride and DWP for a ride, you know. But yeah, um, taxpayers should should have expected, you know, at, at bare minimum, not not to uh, to be basically uh, two timed um, and to be taken down this rabbit hole just so uh, a politician can, um, you know, get to play mayor one day. Um, so um, and we can add it up later. You know, this is this is probably going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars, you know. For what? For for nothing. For, um, literally for just the failure to um, admit your mistake. You described it so well. Um, you wrote a story, um, kind of, kind of uh, wrapping it all up, or as like a primer for um, LA Magazine. I don't know if it was like last year or a few years ago, but you were like, "Oh yeah." Imagine hiring an attorney, realizing later your attorney never really represented you. Now imagine that attorney actually represented your opponent, the city of Los Angeles, in order to go favorably and quickly settle your lawsuit yeah. to make a public relations disaster go away. I mean, and then like on top of it, there's they hired a bunch more lawyers. And it, like you said, it was it was these this kind of like group of super lawyers that all just got these <laughs> uh, many of them who, like you said, are friends and, uh, you know, run these high powered offices here and um, are just all in the middle of this. now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so trippy. I mean, the scary thing is, is like, you know, Antoine Jones, who, who filed this lawsuit and uh, just went through hell, you know, it, he he could have been, we could have been him. It could have been any one of us, you know? I mean, people rely on their lawyers. There's a power imbalance there, you know? Imagine filing a lawsuit and then, yeah, realizing your lawyer was never on your side, but then like meeting lawyers who you didn't even know were your lawyers until <laughs> you until depositions happen three years later and you meet, you know, and, you know, you meet these lawyers who you, who you never have met or even talked to. I mean, it is just such an, such an about face. It's just, um, it's really amazing. Uh, you almost kind of have to admire it in a, in a, in a messed up way, how they did this, um, (laughs) even though it's totally wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, frankly really egregious, right? Like what we have is, um, and, and, and I'll keep returning to this point because, uh, frankly, this, case is so convoluted and and -hmm. like we're talking about you know like if if you're in any sort of civil action uh you are absolutely at at a power imbalance to your legal representation because your lawyer knows the ins and out of this system and and the average Mm -hmm. person knows next to nothing about how any of this works you're depending on uh uh what's known as the fiduciary responsibility of your lawyer, the fact that they're going to act in good faith towards your interests, right? Um, So I'll keep returning to this notion that at the core of what we're talking about here, Antoine Jones is uh, intended to represent the average Angelino, right? This this class of residential rate payers in Los Angeles. People who again, as taxpayers, are owners of LADWP. This is a municipally owned uh, system and all of Angel- uh, all Angelinos take part in this, this ownership of it. So you have LADWP being accused of, uh, uh, of misconduct with respect to Angelinos. And in the middle of this, and, and hopefully you can confirm whether or not this is an accurate representation, what we have is the accusation of the the city through its law firm, the city attorney's office, um, working behind the scenes to minimize the amount it would have to pay out to victims of uh, the the misconduct or um, or the malfeasance or the just general incompetence of LADWP through a fake lawyer that it basically collaborated with, colluded with 
to represent the the class action. So instead of trying to get yeah. the best possible settlement for the class, he was trying to just say, okay, this is a good settlement because it's what I have negotiated behind the scenes with my yeah. actual boss, the city attorney's office. Is that, yeah. is that a correct <laughs> they, encapsulation? They, yeah, they, yeah, basically they, the city wanted to sweep it under the rug as, as quickly as possible to, to uh, hide the total you know, incompetence of DWP, which we all know has a venerable history of corruption. You know, it's it's Chinatown, Jack, you know, um, you know, it's in pop culture. It's but um, yeah. So this this attorney, uh, Paul Parody, uh, this private lawyer from New York who kind of just mysteriously swooped in to to the graces of the city attorney's office, um, you know, uh, was basically trolling for clients. He was looking for ratepayers that were misbilled. This is 2014 now. And Antoine Jones, you know, like all of us, we took to Google and he wanted to sue the city because he got this ridiculous water bill, you know, know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, Understandable, right? Uh, And he sees a website that, uh, um, you know, is looking for people who are misbilled. And uh, that we find out later uh, behind that website was Paul Parody. Um, and so Parody got in touch with Antoine Jones um, and uh, an attorney-client relationship commenced. But Antoine didn't know that Parody was basically uh, a double agent, basically working for the city, <laughs> for his enemy. And... Uh, not until years later did, uh, you know, when Antoine actually like looked at his lawsuit, Parody's name was not on his lawsuit. It was this other attorney from Ohio, Jack Lanskroner, who uh, has actually since died. And in one of the indictments that came out that, you know, uh, Lanskroner uh, kicked back $2 million to Parody for Parody being like, hey, man, uh, you want to just like pretend to be an attorney for this guy and we can settle this case and move on. Um, and so, uh, yeah, uh, the lawsuit was filed and the lawsuit that was filed uh, was written by parody. It copied these other lawsuits that the city was facing over billing. And it was just a total ripoff. It was just Looney Tunes. Um, there was a settlement in order and offer the next day after the lawsuit was filed um, a bunch of city attorneys and DWP attorneys knew this lawsuit was being filed. Um, and, you know, they had a name for it. Uh, it was called the White Knight Complaint, which is a whole other ridiculous conversation. You know, they, they did not see this as an adversarial lawsuit. They knew that this was just something that was going to be uh, a sue and settle case, and it would basically dismiss all the claims of all these other ratepayers because there was like four lawsuits, four or five lawsuits pending. Those all got knocked out because of this fake lawsuit. And um, so the city basically uh, took away uh, proper legal representation for uh, misbuilt uh, utility customers. Um Let's let's talk about that uh, that name. Where where does that white knight label come from? First of all, how do how do we know yeah, how about do we know, how that, do we know that about city that? attorneys were? Yeah. <laughs> how do we know city attorneys were calling it that? And then why were they why were they calling it that? So um, it's in court documents. It's in emails. It's there. You know, chapter and verse. You know. Um, I don't know why they called it that, um, j- just so we can agree. I mean, white knight, what does that mean? Like somebody who's a savior, right? Something that something that's going to save the day. Sort of riding into the rescue, right? Yeah, well, yeah I like yeah, it. I like yeah, it. And, and that's how uh, the city saw this lawsuit. Um, uh, usually, you know, you don't think that um, of an opponent or when you're about to get sued. <laughs> you, you don't think, uh, oh, wow, this, this lawsuit's going to really save me and help me. Uh, that that's suing me, but yeah, they call it the white knight complaint. And um, Antoine Jones is a black man, and uh, you know I've spoken to him, I've interviewed him. Uh, that really fucking pissed him off. Uh, 
you know, he 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 felt just very othered. He he felt like he was being, you know, used. Def, you know, um, he really took issue with with uh, with that term. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, most of these lawyers um, are white lawyers, um, uh, right? At, and so this was a term that was kicked around between uh, DWP lawyers and um, some lawyers at the city attorney's office. Uh, you know, this is the white knight complaint. This is gonna, this is gonna fix everything. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's insulting. It's obnoxious. Um, you know. Uh, Jones is being manipulated by the city and, and by his attorney without knowing it. I mean, what what's seems so uh, what seems so stark to me when you when you hear that term, the the white knight complaint or the white knight strategy, as it was as it was called by LA city attorneys, um, it seems to indicate pretty clearly that the city of Los Angeles um, and and its employees had a very clear consciousness that their true liability from the LADWP billing scandal in 2013 was much, much higher than what the settlement that they were going to reach through the Jones complaint. Um, and it does sort of just seem like they picked, handpicked Jones to, um, to be a patsy mm-hmm. and to not... Uh, you know, they were just yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like the end of the Big Lebowski when he's just like, <laughs> you know, somebody that somebody that the country club set isn't going to care about. You know, you just pick a fall guy, um, and then and then you're just, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just don't care what happens to them. Yeah, in in, in lawyer circles, um, kind of. Uh, Negotiating with the lowest bidder is is called an, a reverse auction, which is basically what happened here. They, you know, instead of negotiating with you know the real attorneys who uh you know uh wanted to uh you know have a a, a full and just settlement, they you know they they turned to uh you know their guy, um, Jack Lance Croner, uh, uh you know basically the lowest bidder who. The city knew would, um, you know, do their bidding. Uh, they would have a captive plaintiff in Antoine Jones, somebody they could control, and a settlement that they could control in, the ter- in on their terms. You know, $67 million went back to the class, um, and the city's saying, you know, the ratepayers got every penny back. But, you know, attorneys who uh, replaced Jones and who are trying to, you know, fix everything were saying that, you know, as much as like 40 million more could have been brought back. Um, but, you know, it, just on its face, once you have, you know, an attorney that should have never been an attorney that um, filed a copied lawsuit by its opponent, like, you know, it's rigged from then on. You know, it's like there's no legal representation is just is just screwed from then on. So, um yeah, it, it, there's no, just, there's no way that this could be a clean. It, yeah, uh, it was a bad case, start. <laughs> given the way this. Yeah, operated. yeah, it was a bad start. Um, it was, uh, it was not a good start. So while this is going on, City of LA is, uh, is suing Price Waterhouse Coopers, uh, and they're saying everything that happened with the. Uh, they're basically saying PwC defrauded the city by representing yeah. that they were able to do this billing transition. Yeah, they, uh, when it was they a, actually yeah. were not able to. Yeah, this the city was trying to, you know, filed a breach of contract case and it was like, you guys didn't come through. Um, uh, but that, you know, that case eventually was dismissed by the city and these sanctions came down against the city once the whole Jones collusion came out. Um, but yeah, um, PwC uh, felt like the city was basically... Uh, targeting them um, and blaming everything on them. The city wanted to settle the Jones case and collect from PwC and blame PwC for all this. That all fell through. And PwC played some role in uh, in like the actual criminal investigation getting started, right? They 
they played some role in the the information about parody becoming public that he was representing both sides. Yeah. So uh, yeah, PwC. Uh, uh, has this lawyer, uh, Daniel Tom Ash, uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's a pretty good lawyer. Um, I've watched him a lot over the years. Um, and he, he uncovered, uh, a lot. Of, I mean, he uncovered the, the collusion basically that the Jones case was all a fraud. Um, cause I started covering this when it was just a regular, you know, class action five years ago. And so incrementally, this kind of got out of control. And, uh, you know, I remember like it took like five times for the judge to approve this. He kept sending it back and was like, this is this is messed up. You guys got to do better. Uh, attorney's fees kept ballooning. And uh, and then eventually um, I remember I was at a hearing. I mean, I'll never forget this. I was at a hearing where this kind of um, was all kind of coming to a head and uh, the Ohio attorney who Parody brought in uh, was asked by the judge if he kicked any money back to any any of the lawyers, including Parody. And one question, one question after another, this attorney pled the fifth and like that's my jaw dropped. Every, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like everyone's jaw dropped. Everyone started looking at each other in the room. Um, yeah, attorneys putting the fifth, not good. Um, and the only time I saw Paul Parody was in that that courtroom, uh, taking notes very diligently. I think he was asked one question and he declined to say anything. And this, and um, yeah, and so that, you know, it started coming out that, uh, yeah, something very bad is happening. And this was in March 2019, um, almost three years now. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of attorneys plead the fifth. Uh, David Wright also pleaded the fifth. I think he pleaded the fifth when they asked his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've um, fully introduced David Wright yet. Like, we oh, should sorry. get yeah, to him because um, that's kind of the latest news of this week. Yeah, yeah. David Wright, uh, former head of DWP, general manager. Um, he uh, he developed a, a close relationship with Paul Parity, as these uh, plea deals have outlined. Um, he basically, you know, Paul Parity, uh, his, he had this, he created this IT company to fix, to help fix these billing problems, literally named after a Lamborghini, uh, Aventador Utility Solutions. Aventador, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the office was a Santa Monica, a Santa Monica condo, um, uh, right on of the course. beach. Um, yes. And uh, David Wright helped push through these contracts through the DWP board, so a Parity's company can get them. It was thirty million dollars, and in exchange, David Wright was going to get a. Uh, a Lamborghini and a annual $1 million salary to come work for Parity's company. So that's why he uh, uh, pled guilty. Uh, he just pled guilty this week to uh, bribery. And we should note, I think you described him so well. He was a Garcetti appointee and you call him the ideas guy. Like he was brought in as kind of like this, one of these many oh, hires I think yeah. were made, um, you know, to in, yeah. innovation driven, I guess. Yeah, him, uh, definitely Parody too. I mean, Parody, he came up with the whole, hey, uh, you know, I've got Antoine Jones here. You know, he he he, he got all these contracts secured. Um, he was he was the big schemer. But um, yeah, David Wright, I remember. So the FBI raids happened on DWP offices and Fear's office um, in 2019. And then, like, the next day, David Wright uh, blanketly pleaded the fifth when he was deposed in the civil lawsuit, and then he quit his job. And it was just like, wow, um, uh, that, that was pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, and uh, but, you know, um, going back that was to like a major where there's smoke, there's fire yeah. sort of yeah. moment. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and um Back to the courtroom scene where, you know, I saw all these attorneys or I saw this attorney plead the fifth. Um, uh, 
you know, he, you know, he pleaded the fist when the judge asked him, did you kick any money back to Paul Parody? And now we know, uh, almost three years later that he did, he, 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 he kicked back to $2.2 million to Paul Parody for running, uh, his little errand of filing this fake lawsuit. And one of the interesting things about Aventador, uh, which along with Paul Parody now in in bankruptcy and um, and being targeted, um, of course, in in criminal investigations, this is a company that received no bid contracts from the city of Los Angeles. Um, you mentioned the the billing side of things, but one of the things I I thought was very interesting about this is that. LADWP gave seemingly very important contracts around like cybersecurity and and uh, and that sort of protection for the utility grid to this corrupt lawyer who right. had no experience <laughs> in the cybersecurity yeah. yeah. world and had just was cr- not literally no just big created. Deal. Not an yeah. not we don't have like water systems breached or anything. Like it's not a huge deal. Like it's he Our like literally punched you, know, you don't need your grid to like, you know, be up. Well like parody parody like literally probably like punched in, you know, IT experience on his resume like five minutes before he got this contract passed before the board. You know, it was just it was just like this guy never it had no credentials, you know, but he they threw money it's, at him. It, they it, threw thirty million dollars at absolutely, him. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely fascinating because, you know, at the at the point in time that we're talking about, um uh, cybersecurity is is a known issue, but it's nothing like what it has become in the last, you know, say twelve months or so, where we've had these major uh these major hacks that have breached the security of you know, global uh, infrastructure, global um, corporations. Yeah. In the last 12 months or so, there have been so many of those. And one of the things that is always talked about is how dangerous it would be if there were a, uh, a cybersecurity breach on something like a power grid or a utility. And we're talking about the largest, I'll say it again, municipally owned power mm-hmm. grid in the country Mm. Uh, giving away the keys to uh, to its cybersecurity protection to somebody with no experience in in order for them to collect bribes and kickbacks. This is a huge, huge story. But they, yeah. Meanwhile, they just use the DWP as a as a slush fund. Um, I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. I don't think we've seen it described quite that bluntly, but I think that's why. You know, trying to get people to care about something is uh, is 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 hard when it's this complicated. Um, and I yeah. think Scott's points are <laughs> tell me about it. Scott's points are right. Oh, yeah, you're like I've been tr- I've been trying to tell you for ten years. But Scott's points are hard. so they're so right because we're paying for this and we were at risk. We are at risk. I mean, we don't know that this has been um, fixed quite honestly. And we also know that there's much more to this than probably that is probably going to come out here. Well, yeah, that's what's, you know, what's the scary thing. It's always like, what don't we know, you know, as reporters um, it's what you don't know. Um, But uh, you know, this thing got spooky. Like parody was going overseas with David Wright and DWP officials meeting with like Israeli executives for other, you know, IT ventures. And there was like a whole plan to build a sort of like cybersecurity company in downtown LA that was going to be built up until this all became public, which was weird. It's just like, it was just like more shit built that we don't need. And and that's kind of what this is, is parody sold the city nothing uh and and he was building us nothing like it's just but he got everything and you know it's just yeah it's 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 a lot so let's talk about why they would do that right so parody sold nothing in terms of like concrete legitimate services to the city and yet he found an eager buyer in the city attorney's office um, and and like, let's talk about why that is. You've mentioned city attorney Mike Fewer, who heads up this department, is the elected official who runs the city attorney's office, and how he has had a well-established ambition to become mayor. He's now, of course, officially running for mayor. 
he's not mentioned by name in the documents so far, right? Do we have any sort of knowledge about what his role is or are there any allegations uh, that directly or indirectly implicate him as knowing about what is happening here and, and in this in this case? Yeah, all right. So he's claiming he did not know about the uh, actions of Parity and uh, special counsel, these attorneys that he hired. Um, and he's saying that Parity went rogue under his nose. Um, I've talked to sources who um, were involved with this, who who say he knew that he is such a granular manager Um that there's no way the biggest case of his career at city attorney happened the way it happened without him knowing about it. Uh, There was a big special master's report that came out last year that uh, did not say it found evidence that Fuhr directed it. Um, There is a, you can put together a pretty, uh, pretty strong circumstantial case that uh, he might've known. Um, mainly if you, if you're looking at emails, uh, and, and, and documents, you know, so plan A was to, um, get all the lawyers who were sitting, suing the city to drop their cases, to join in with the city to sue PWC with Jones as a plaintiff and the city as a plaintiff in two separate lawsuits. They could not do that because it was unethical. It was wrong. So they needed plan B and plan B was what happened with the Jones case. We know from emails that Fuhrer's number two, Jim Clark, said Mike is on board with plan A. So if he was on board with plan A. That's pretty did damning. He, did, yeah. did he just not care? Did he just not care about what happened after that? Did he just not care about plan B? Did he stop overseeing it? <laughs> he just said, yeah, don't tell me anymore. You yeah, know, if, right. if, if, if you look at it that way, um, to be clear, Fuhrer has not been charged with anything. Like, I just want to be clear. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Fuhrer was deposed in this case he, over 60 times. He, he, he said, I do not recall. He pretty much pled the fifth. He, he said he's a very engaged manager, but he was not engaged with one of the biggest cases of his life. It's just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so either he knew and directed, you know, what was happening or he didn't. And so that's not a good excuse either. Right, that's he's also just kind of he's very just... damning, right? If, that is, if that's also the truth, yes. then you were yes. literally signing contracts for these lawyers without knowing, vetting, you know, what was actually going on. So it's, it's also very bad, both sides. So then, yeah, so then either he's just a bad manager and he shouldn't be mayor, right? <laughs> um, or perhaps city attorney, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> We already have one mayor who, who who says that every time anything happens, that he just was was unaware of it, even if it was literally happening in front of his eyes. I didn't I didn't see it. Um, that that doesn't bode well, uh, certainly yeah. for the managerial prospects of of a mayor fewer. But I mean, even more saliently, right? We have um, key lieutenants to Mike Fewer within the city attorney's office who have now. Uh, pled guilty yeah. to corrupt practices. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. So yeah, uh, the most recent uh, guilty plea is the first official in the city attorney's office. Um, he was pretty high up, like maybe number three, head of the civil division. Uh, his name is Thomas Peters. And it, you know, if you read the the government's information, it said that Peters and senior officials, not one, plural, plural, you yes. Know, directed directed this um you know like the uh, the whole extortion payoff thing so if it's plural you got Jim Clark who is fears number 2 you have uh a fear chief of staff though probably unlikely and then you have Mike Fear that's it so what's yeah. what's going to what's going to happen next the investigation is ongoing and i think what the government is doing is it's going up the ladder and making these figures turn. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not over. 
that that was my question. Like, what's the strategy here by the U.S. Attorney's Office? Like, it, it does seem like they're going one by one and getting mm-hmm. people to cooperate. Yeah. So, I mean, very curious to see uh, what's going to happen. Um, Fuhrer has um, been campaigning for like nine years now. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's literally been campaigning since the beginning of the pandemic. It's <laughs> He's been campaigning for two he years. He did declare like almost first, yeah. We we haven't really talked uh, about Jim Clark. Is there is there anything that we know about his particular involvement in this case other than other than that comment about senior officials? Yeah, I mean, uh, he is uh, a big figure in this. Uh, Fear said he basically delegated everything to Clark. Clark said, you know. Uh, he apprised Fear of of everything. Everybody reports to Mike Fear. This was all in a deposition, but then he changed like fifty parts of his deposition from uh, truthful statements to untruthful statements, and that's according to this big court special master's report that came out last year. So, um, you know. Uh, in these documents, in this report, uh, he's a big figure that um, that that knew about what was going on in in the Jones case. Uh, he has since retired last year. Um, Thomas Peters also left uh, well before this. Um, uh, you know, so uh, but yeah, Jim Clark um, is is definitely one of the the key characters. It's funny because I I would just say like if I were it's one thing if it's a truthful statement for for uh, city attorney Mike Fewer to say I didn't have anything to do with this uh, it was all Jim Clark but if it's an untruthful statement I would not want to be currently in the position of trying to blame shift onto my number two when as you said the city uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office seems like they're moving up the ladder um, and when we talk about Tom, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Tom Peters, the number three guy formerly at at uh, city attorney's office while all of this is going down, now pleading guilty um, and becoming the first person in the city attorney's office to do so. Um, one of the things that is required of you if you're going to take a plea deal like that with the federal government is that you are saying that you will cooperate in all aspects of the investigations, that you will be truthful um, and if you are untruthful, if the if the U.S. government has any re, uh, proof that you have been untruthful untruth, in this process, you lose your uh, beneficial sentencing that you would get from the plea deal while yeah. also being held to all of the admissions right. that you made previously. Yeah. So it's a very serious game that they're playing. Yeah, um, yeah. And you have yeah. to think... You have to think that Tom Peters, if he knows anything about this, and uh, eventually probably Jim Clark as well, it puts mm-hmm. Fewer in a very dangerous position. And yeah. he's already saying, "I had nothing to do with it. It was just these other people." Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, let's let's sort of uh, wrap up here by just sure. talking about, from your perspective, as somebody who knows this case in and out to the greatest extent that that's possible currently. Um, what is coming next? What should uh, what should Angelinos be uh, on the lookout for, and um, and what is the ultimate fallout from this going to look like, in your opinion? Yeah, so kind of what we were touching on: um, who's protecting Mike Fuhrer? Is it Jim Clark? Do they have anything to give up? Is something going to come out that we don't know? You know, so I guess guessing there will be more more criminal movement as the investigation is still ongoing. Um, there was kind of a, a pattern of Mondays where they were dropping indictments. That's kind of ended, but um, from who I've been talking to over there said it's, it's, it's still going on. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to have pleas from uh parody uh, sentencing of David Wright. Uh, we didn't mention David Alexander, who was an IT at DWP. Um, who also was um, bribed by Parity, uh, he'll be sentenced. So we'll see, you know, what kind of sentencing they get um, for for bribery. Um, obviously, Tom Peters. Um, 
also the Jones case, um, we we have got, we got to see um, how how that's going to shape up. I think that's ending um, in terms of um, kind of a final final settlement. Um, looking into uh, this case, um, something to keep an eye out for. There's also the State Bar of California, which right. has done nothing. Right. This is um, like a which, lawyer, which, yeah, a lawyer carnival, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Where is the state bar? Um, obviously, with Tom Girardi, um, uh, you know, another another attorney, um, they they fell asleep at the wheel. Another um, amazing Justin uh, story that you should go read um, on your, <laughs> your experiences with Tom. But also, I mean, yeah, we, you yeah. you're kind of you're kind of hinting also at like, yeah. We need state oversight here. We need because it's it's also become clear that this the city itself and maybe anything locally is also not going to happen. And again, like I just keep reiterating this when I tell people this story and they don't believe me. Like this is the largest municipal utility. We said that many times. Like you said, the largest public law firm, basically. You know, it, and both under the mayor. Like once again, this comes back to what's going on at city hall. There are so many cases like this and they go right to the top. And and again, he has, he's going to glide out of here and it's not going to touch anything yeah, that's been I mean, done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Garcetti ran on this, right? Reforming DWP. And what happened? I mean, it just got worse. And yeah, he's on, he's got one foot out the door. He's had one foot out the door for a while. And uh, yeah. D- what did Garcetti know? Did he know anything? Um I don't know. Um, it's just, it's just, this all just raises more questions, but yeah, this is going to take, this is going to take up, this is just the black hole of, of 10 years, 10 years gone, hundreds of million dollars probably is going to cost us between attorney's fees, sanctions, you know, investigations. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, I would say, I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of crisis management, I think we're like at about Chernobyl level in terms of the city's response here. <laughs> they've done they've done a really a bang up job. Um, I, I really want to thank you, Justin, for uh, taking the time out to explain this to our listeners. Um, I think this has been extraordinarily helpful. Uh, for me and hopefully for everyone listening as well. Where can uh, where can our listeners find you and your work online just so they can follow along with this story as it continues? Yeah, so I, I have a Substack. Um, it's debaser.substack.com. Pixies fan. Yeah, I love that. I love that song. Actually, um, I swear to God, I, I came up with the name before I knew the Pixies song because I've been using the Debaser moniker since college um (laughs) i just put it to bed for a while but uh yeah great song um and so yeah debaser.substack.com uh i'm on twitter though i don't really know how to use twitter that well um at justin clasco um but yeah um Thanks for maybe for you can t- hire Aventador security to, <laughs> to shore up your web presence. I hear they do yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah, I hear they're looking for work these days. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you everybody for listening, Alyssa for co-hosting. And we will be back with a regularly scheduled episode on Monday. Hello.